Hello, my name's Paul Hanford. I've always believed that one of the most rewarding ways to understand a culture is through music. Over the last year, I've been exploring this in Berlin with my podcast, Lost and Sound in Berlin. And living in the center of Europe, I've started to get curious about how music works in neighboring regions. And well, it'd kind of be rude of me not to discover them for myself, wouldn't it? You're listening to Lost and Sound, Kiev. Kiev, in Ukraine, one of Eastern Europe's oldest cities. Very recently, I started to hear stories of a vibrant electronic music scene here, often centered around a soundtrack of atmospheric, genre-bending techno. At the helm of it, a fresh generation of creatives, many too young to have been around during Perestroika. I became curious. I started listening to mixes by Kiev-based DJs and producers and hearing about parties hosted here by the likes of Schema, Riven Bureau and Closer. I knew I had to sample the atmosphere for myself. And before I knew it, I'd landed at Borispol Airport, I dropped my bags off at my Airbnb and was sat on a busy evening metro heading into the city. It's been a really long day. I woke up at five this morning and I could barely sleep as it was. I was so excited about getting over here. Um, I've just got to the Zloty Verota area in the day. I've walked around before and it's full of lovely little cafes and boutiques. And at night, like it is now, I'm off to the studio of the label and party organizers Riven Bureau. Inauspiciously located next door to a bridal fitters, I walk down some steps into a bunker-like studio. We are Riven Bureau. We are three people. My name is Igor. This is Vera and Alex. Originally, we started as a as an event series, so we felt like um, coincidentally it was the right time for us to start doing something together. Although we've been friends for quite a long time before, like all of us, uh, used to have some musical background even before that project. So huge background. Yeah. So. <laughs> Like, I was running parties before that. I was also a music journalist before. And I was, I, I used to work for the DJM magazine, which used to be the only printed media in Ukraine related to electronic music and, like, clubbing scene. Yeah, actually, well, we, we came from drum and bass. Yeah. Ah, actually, okay. Yeah, and we were in running drum and bass for 20 years from my side or something like that. As for me, 11. As Rhythm Bureau, they've become known for quality, atmospheric techno and combining the best local DJs with international artists from Berlin, Scandinavia and beyond. Next to where we sit is a long mixing desk. A variety of monitors depict sonic waveforms and next to that, a bunch of synths. This is their HQ. And tonight, they're here getting on with some preparation for their fourth birthday party. I wanted to know about this first event. It was back in early 2015, and we decided to uh, organize our first party together. 
it was it was a small, a relatively small party for 250 people. We only booked one international artist. Yeah, that kind of became our first step. What what were your personal memories about the first night that you did? Does, does anything kind of come out that you were particularly thinking about at the time? Or? <laughs> we were so exhausted. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was an intimate event, I think. Yeah, it was uh, a great feeling when you only have like 250 people who, who have paid for the tickets and then like around 50 people who are like on the guest list and stuff and so you have this intimate setting in which you personally know almost everybody and you know it's it contributes to the good party to the good atmosphere and I, like to be honest i remember some of our friends being like super high at the party. <laughs> yeah so, I, i'd imagine yeah <laughs> I, and, so, i mean i wouldn't encourage them to do the same thing uh, repeatedly right now but it's, it's a fun memory yeah excellent yeah, yeah. And it you was like a birthday party, you know? Yeah. <laughs> oh, amazing, amazing. Is, is the electronic scene in Kiev um, quite big? It's, it's not like really big, but it's... Strong. It's, mm. Yeah, it's strong and it's... <laughs> yeah. um, for we sure. Have really it's talented guys. Doing good. <laughs> yeah, and uh, maybe uh, worldwide level uh, stars. To be, uh, yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah. I think it also depends on what your definition of the scene is, because yeah, yes. yeah. I mean, like, so people who are operating in that kind of area and that <coughs> happen to reside reside in Kiev, is this the scene already, or do they have to kind of cooperate and have some mutual projects here? So, like, it it, it all comes down to like what your definition of the scene is and also what you're comparing it to because obviously we were no match to like london or berlin or uh, i don't know amsterdam mm. uh, so but but i think the scene is growing and the good thing uh, like what i like about kiev is that people seem to be friendly and people are eager to cooperate like there is mutual respect yeah, yeah. and you know we don't consider ourselves to be competitors with other promoters mm. although sometimes like we have to share kind of the same date you know and it's not easy to uh, always maintain like successful results mm. but in the end we all realize that we're doing the basically the same thing and we're all contributing to the same cause so in under no circumstances are we the competitors and uh, one more thing i want to uh, emphasize that uh, we can travel without visas right now mm. and uh, it's uh, really important uh, for our uh, artists uh, uh, especially for young artists because they can uh, easily travel uh, and uh, to, to europe and uh, play much more more, more than earlier and uh, it it helps uh, to grow uh, scene yeah. well yeah because we have more flights now yeah more yeah. flights yeah. and, and yeah. Uh, you can share your experience with uh, other uh, artists from uh, europe and uh, yeah, yeah it, it was it used to be really close it's like like have, have echo of you uh, <laughs> of uh, soviet union still chasing us <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
<laughs> That's a very eloquent, we'd say, in English phrase <laughs> describing that. Yeah. What do you think it is about, um, and I might be wrong in, in thinking this, but that appeals to um, Kiev artists about electronic music? It seems to be that there's a lot of people making electronic music here. I don't know, it may be difficult to describe that, but <coughs> like in Ukraine, life is generally tough. Right, but Kiev is a bit of an exception because it's more, it's a city that is more more like multicultural, not like super liberal, but it's definitely more liberal than like the rest of Ukraine, you know. And uh, there are lots of people who are not the like permanent workers or employees are, but who are into arts or are freelancers, something like that. So. In this environment, I think it's easier for you to express yourself as an artist. And electronic music just happens to be one of the forms of art that is actually quite popular at the moment. What influences you about the landscape in Kiev with your music? I think it provides some sort of sense of comfort, you know. Uh, yeah. Not in a way that you would expect from, I don't know, Frankfurt or... I yeah, don't know, it's like not, so you it's are not locked in the blocks, you know, uh, yeah. like that. Uh, uh, so we are so relaxed. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's like, really, it's a capital, but still it's not Moscow and or New York, uh, so yeah. 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 So yeah, it's, it's, it, it, it may be chill, you know, so yeah. Kiev is difficult to describe because it has some features that are really fucked up. <laughs> but in the end, we all still love the city, and you know, I, I wouldn't want to move somewhere else. Even uh, our really big uh, stars, artists uh, who, who became uh, really big stars, some of them told this uh, phrase, I don't want to move uh, to Europe, uh, to Berlin, because I feel Kiev like my own city. If, if you manage to like find the the way to make a living, you know, I think you can provide the comfort for yourself. Um, it doesn't put like too much pressure on you. We sit here in the studio, which is very central in this location, right? Mm. And this, like the rent that the guys are paying monthly, is just nothing if you compare it to like studio rent in Berlin or yeah. London. Yeah. I, I'm not even talking about yeah. London. Yeah. 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 Uh, we have really uh, a lot of uh, restaurants around uh, uh, with cheap and quality food. And yeah, uh, the food is with, amazing. With, yeah, mm, but, with, <laughs> yeah. We travel a lot and uh, we can compare uh, this uh, price and uh, yeah, service and the quality of food. And, uh, yeah. quality of food and, we, we really like uh, eating Kiev. <laughs> what are you really excited about with music generally at the moment? This could be artists, this could or it could be just like a feeling or, um, or events. Well, or... I have lots. <laughs> yeah. Um, I I like right now. Uh, you don't have to be techno DJ or house DJ. You can mix everything, and uh, everybody appreciate this. For me, uh, music translates uh, the kind of feeling or your mood, right? So the style is just the word that somebody invented to describe something, but it's not like the rule of thumb yeah, that yeah. you have mm -hmm. to follow just that style because basically some, some guy out there just invented that word and maybe 
they would have described something differently than what you perceive like the meaning of that word to be like yeah mm -hmm. so i like m like deeper feeling when i li when i'm listening to music and i i mean it doesn't really matter it it can be techno it can be house it can be like a song from charlotte ginsburg i don't know like mm -hmm. it doesn't matter but if it's deep i don't know like deep is the kind of a cliche word <laughs> to be applied to music but i think this is what my preference is but what would you say were the things when you hear stuff that really appeal to you and make you think oh i want to release this yeah i mean in terms of the label for me the number one criteria would be that i would actually like to play out this track myself you know, and this is number one. And secondly, the tunes have to be both like danceable and deep at the same time. If you manage to come up with something that is danceable, but at the same time you enjoy listening to it while you're sitting at home or driving a car or working in the office, you know, and that um, creates some kind of spiritual feeling inside your head. Mm. That's probably the trick that, you know, not everybody is capable of. And I think that this is basically the, you know, um, something that could be used as a description for our approach as a label. You're just getting older. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's true as well. I've had a couple of glasses of wine now and it's really late. And as I said earlier on, I only really got a few hours sleep last night so I'm probably a little bit delirious but um, I really enjoyed talking with Riven Bureau and um, of the many things that they said the thing that I'm thinking now is about um, when Eagle was talking about that he really really connects with music that for the lack of a better word is deep um, I, I love this way of describing music that goes beyond genre and it, it feels so crazy that, that we do sort of like sometimes lump genres together, you know, because it kind of goes against this idea that the music is vibration, really. It's a series of frequencies that vibrate and we are as people, we're just made of water and atoms and we vibrate and so we connect with things that also vibrate as well and and to sort of put labels on them or to sort of define them in a certain way like this is this is broken beat or this is this is um minimal it sort of feels crazy and obviously like you know i'm not suggesting if you're gonna run a club night you're gonna totally sort of just play anything but um, going beyond the parameters of what's defined in genre and I can understand why that is it's a very freeing way and it kind of connects us with I think what we really feel really and that's what music's for isn't it is to enhance and to sort of project and enable what we feel and that's why people make it and that's why we listen to it and that's why I shouldn't drink red wine on an empty stomach. Okay, I was a bit drunk, but you get what I'm saying. I'd stopped off for a few beers in my temporary local, a boho hangout in the Badil district called The Living Room. And maybe the only thing vibrating the next day will be my head, but I was starting to feel pretty good here. Here I am. I'm a Brit living in Europe in this most peculiar, vulnerable time in British history. Ukraine is still a non-EU state, and that's something that right now, in some way or another, 
I've got a connection with. Anyway, it was time to go to bed because in the morning, I had an appointment with an enigmatic multimedia artist at the top of a very big hill. The music you heard in this episode are two tracks released on Rhythm Bureau's label, Log by Nanich and The Key also by Nanich. And you can find out how to buy digital and 12-inch vinyl of that from their SoundCloud. All the music you hear in this series is by Kiev-based artists.